It's Fan Mail Friday, and you ask the following questions. What's more important to the season, a healthy Walsh and Rendon, or the bullpen performs well? I like that question. Could the Angels have four pitchers with 10 wins this season? And do the Halos have a shot to win the AL West? It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every day. Of course, every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can help us out by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. You can make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Happy Friday to you and welcome to the first Fan Mail Friday of the season. We're very excited about that. You've got the Super Halo Bros here with you. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Let's get into some of these questions because I love everything that's been collected over this past week from our listeners and viewers across Twitter and Instagram, YouTube comments, and even a voicemail today, Mike. So let's get into some of the spring training observations that we've got Uh, from our listeners and viewers. They also want to hear our opinions on these observations as well. So let's go to Jay Prez at GoHalosForLife on Twitter. He said, how soon is too soon to be overly excited for the season to begin? We got a squad this season. Team looks great. Go Halos. Mike, what do you think? It's never too soon to be excited, right? And that's why we're Halo fans. We get excited in like... November about what the next season is going to look like. Right. And so I actually am very optimistic, cautiously optimistic. I know it's still early in spring training, but I'm really excited about the team that Perry Manassian has put together because what we've seen in the first few games, John is a lot of offense. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me of the team that we fell in love with in the first 44 games last year, Mm -hmm. they were hitting home runs and looking really strong. And we've seen along with offense, we've seen some really good pitches. And that's the team that we saw in the first 44 games last year. And so I think we can be cautiously optimistic. I think that we can be excited about this team. And I think that that GM, PM has put together a really competitive team that is going to find themselves maybe around the 90-91 win mark. What do you Mm -hmm. think, John? Yeah, I, I feel like it's okay to be excited because as we talked about the other day, the matchups have been competitive matchups. And I mentioned that the Brewers ran out somebody who, um, I I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but he started the game. And he's a former third baseman, and he's pitched in relief. I don't think he even was in the majors last season. I think he was a AAA guy. But he started the game for the Brewers. And for me, I, I understand that, like, oh, we stacked up some runs on this guy. It's exciting, but it's not very telling of what could come in the season, right? Sure. However, sure. what I did like the Angels doing was their approach at the plate. They were getting into hitters counts. They were getting into three and two counts. So they were making this guy pitch and pitch and pitch. I think Jared Walsh even took a walk, which we've seen him strike out more often than not. So th- those were all great things to see. So yeah. what I've loved about spring training so far is the matchups have been competitive. Even if it's only like the first two innings, we've seen some 
great pitching against our hitters, and we've seen some great hitting against our pitchers. And so far, everybody's handled it very, very well. So I think it's good to be excited. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so here's the second question from at NZ Angels fan on Twitter. In recent years, the roster breaking camp has been pretty predictable. Mm. Do you see the Angels taking any leaps of faith this year, like with Joyce or Bachman in the bullpen, or maybe Zach Neto as a backup shortstop, for example? Johnny, what do you think? I think, let me start with Neto and uh, just say that I think that he's going to need another year in the minor leagues. Just from what I've observed so far, I think that rushing him from being a first-round draft pick in June to the majors this year out of camp would be pretty quick for anybody. Yeah. Anybody, yeah. even if it's like like Mike Trout, you know, coming up out of the minors and, and getting started. I think that they have the necessary pieces to not need to have Neto break camp. Uh, if he impresses, that would be really great. But I think it would serve him well to have more time with the Trash Pandas. As far as Ben Joyce or Sam Bachman, I think Joyce has a real shot to be mm. in this bullpen. And whether that's for a spell, maybe maybe a guy was used in a game and had gone several innings, maybe like a Jaime Berea type. And so you have an opportunity to bring up Ben Joyce to kind of fill in in the bullpen. Maybe he's not always in the bullpen maybe he bounces between the minor leagues and the majors but he to me is candidate number one to make this team and have a place on the roster maybe it's not the closer role maybe it is because Estevez is still working some things out yeah but I think that he does have a place on the roster maybe it's just not a full-time place if that makes sense I think that's kind of where I see those those pieces landing out of camp I think that the team that we have right now is well-equipped to break camp the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And the names that are mentioned from this this viewer, this listener, uh, I think they're all great guys, but I think that the way that the team has been constructed is that we don't have to take leaps of faith on anybody, yeah. right? Last season, we had to, to take... Be. Yeah. Right. We had to take some leaps of faith with with Marsh and with Adele. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why they constructed this team the way that it did so that we wouldn't have to. I don't necessarily think that we won't see a Joyce or a Bachman it, this season. I just don't think that we'll see them break camp with this team. Hey, Cy Martindale on YouTube said, I've been noticing the Angels as a team have great player camaraderie. They seem to get along more. And they really seem to enjoy playing baseball with each other. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? I always love to see Shohei like snuggling up against some <laughs> yes. of the players, right? Because I like to read into that really deeply and say, oh, that means he's re-signing. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I think that there is some sort of vibe on this team. And something that you and I actually talked about last season is when Ryan Tapera and his wife were going to have a baby. Remember when he was just signed and he was only on the team for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. then they found out they did the gender reveal on the field. and. Yeah. All of the teams stayed, and we felt like that was a really good sign that this team was together, and I think that that's not changed, and Mm. Phil Nevin seems like he's the manager that really can bring these guys together, and what we've learned is that Joe Madden actually wasn't too great at that, Mm. but Phil, because he's a former player and he played with some of these guys, he seems to have that magic touch to be able to unite these guys and help them to connect as friends, not just as fellow players. I'm giving Phil Nevin a new name and it's the people's manager. He's a manager of the people. I love it. (laughs) Can he raise his eyebrow? (laughs) That's right. There's there's two questions here. I kind of want to mishmash them. One's from RC on YouTube. He said, 
Do you think the pitch clock will give runners an advantage, especially the speedsters, knowing the pitcher has to pitch before the clock runs out? And then Brian Yanis on uh, Instagram, Brian Yanes said, how do you guys like the pitch clock? I feel, in my opinion, it kind of runs the sport. Like, we're kind of at the mercy of the pitch clock. So what do you what do you think about those, Mike? I think it's going to be an advantage mentally at first, but once they get used to it, I think mm. they're going to be okay. And what I mean by mentally is... I think that there are going to be some pitchers who are going to get pushed up against the pitch clock, and so they're going to maybe rush a throw or rush a pitch. And if they have a good catcher, they're going to be able to manage them well. And so I do think the advantage does go to the runner at first base. But I'm not opposed to that, John, because when was the last time that we actually were excited about stolen bases? (laughs) I I mean, you look at some of those numbers from years past, like Vince Coleman and even Ricky Henderson, and they're stealing 50 to 100 bags a year. Trout had 40 in his rookie year. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and so I actually love the stolen base. I love that, and I hope the Angels take advantage of that. I loved when Mike Sosha was a running team and a running manager, and so I do hope it actually benefits the base runners for two reasons. One, because I love the stolen base, but two, Lindsey Crosby said something on this show a couple of days ago about Logan Ohapi that his pop time and his arm to second base is actually really strong, Mm. and so I would say, yeah, test him, man. Let's see what this guy can do, and Max Stassi's not too bad behind the plate either, so I think that the benefit does go to the runner at least initially when the season gets started Stassi's got to pick up those defensive stats this year that's got to come back for sure hey coming up on Locked On Angels somebody asked if Kyron Paris is a player of the future or a possible trade piece for the Angels we'll get to that in just a minute Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all those fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. These bars are so delicious, you won't even think about how good they are for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in really great flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. And while they taste great, they remain really healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can get your own Built Bar or Built Puff at at the website right now, built.com. They have a wide variety, wide selection. You can also stop by Walmart in their pharmacy section. They sell four bar boxes of built bars with flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're out and about and you're hungry and you need a little snack, stop by Sam's Club. They have a 13 bar box with all of their hit flavors brownie batter, churro. They're delicious. You're going to thank us later. Remember, built bars and built puffs, you got to try this. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And as we continue our Fan Mail Friday, formerly known as Mailbag Monday, we've got our first voicemail of the day, Mike. Here we go. Uh, John and Mike, who do you guys think uh, has shown uh, good promise and uh, uh, surprise so far? And who is uh, lagging? Trade, uh, Fletchy, I know he's a fan favorite. I think he's. Wood to trade. Uh, Brandon looks great, looks sharp. Uh, Rendon looks sharp, charging the ball. Uh, to see what you guys think so far, we'll call next week after uh, we have a larger sample size with the pitching staff. Thanks, guys. Dan from Dana Point, thanks for giving us your voicemail. He had some uh, good questions in there. He's impressed with yeah. Rendon. He's impressed with Drury. Uh, who's impressing? Who's lagging behind? And maybe trade? David Fletcher. Mike, 
Who's impressing you so far? I, I really liked Hunter Renfro. I think that yeah. that guy looks like he's already got an eye on the ball, and he's going to be a 25 to 30 home run guy this season. John, I'm really bummed about Chase Silseth's start hmm. this last week. Um, he, he looks like he just doesn't have a good feel for his pitches right now. And I know it's spring and he's trying to figure it out, but I've been kind of an advocate for him to be that sixth starter. I just don't think it's going to be him simply because I think he's got some things to work on and why not have him grow a little bit in the minor leagues. And when it comes to Fletch, Johnny, I don't think we want to trade anybody. I think we need the depth. And I think that that's why we put this roster. I say we, why Perry put this roster together. I, I think that we keep Fletch so that we can have the depth that we need and then when the trade deadline comes we can actually look at our roster and see where we do have room to make trades Mm -hmm. and with who because Fletch isn't going to grab you somebody significant Mm. Fletch is going to be a part of a deal that can grab somebody significant and as you've pointed out when you make trades you want it to actually benefit your roster and help stretch your roster not eliminate players from your roster in a sense that you put yourself at a deficit because you've made these trades you want it to actually benefit the team so those are some of my thoughts for Dan and Dana Point who is impressing me so far well I gotta say that I was really impressed with Aaron Loop uh the Mm. other day he pitched on Wednesday yes for the first time in spring even Ryan Tapera did very well and those guys need bounce back seasons and so I've been really impressed with them who's lagging behind for me unfortunately it's it's David Fletcher you and I have high hopes for him this season but yeah. so far, Mike, I think he's he's going to be the third man at shortstop, and especially since we saw Urshela uh, get some reps there. I know Brandon Drury wants to get some reps there. And then, of course, Luis Renjifo is also a possibility. Uh, if Fletch can't get back to those 2019 numbers and put the ball in play where the, the hitter, I'm sorry, the defenders aren't, then I'm not sure how much playing time he's going to get. So I would actually right. like to see him do a little bit better Uh, And now he's headed to the WBC, so we'll see what happens there. I was kind of hoping that the shift would be to David Fletcher's advantage. So far, it's kind of more of the same. I was hoping a healthy David Fletcher would not be more of the same, more of the guy that we saw toward the end of last season coming into spring training. And it's early, and we'll see what happens. But those are my initial impressions so far. Yeah, this one's from our friend Kenny on Twitter. And he said, I have a question. First of all, he's a huge fan. We thank you so much. He says he's subscribed on YouTube. That's awesome. And he said that we're amazing. So I wanted to make sure that I I put that in there. So he asked the question about Logan Ohapi. And if he continues to perform like he is, is he going to be the starting catcher for the Angels? Or will he start in AAA at the beginning of the year? John, what do you think? Mike, he's... He's going to be on this team. That's I yeah. think that's what's happening. All indications, all signs are pointing to that, especially catching Shohei Otani. And as Lindsey Crosby mentioned on our show the other day, like learning from him and, and learning how Shohei calls a game, especially now that Shohei can call a game with a pitch com, which is pretty cool. I, yeah. I think that Ohapi is, is going to get his opportunity this season. And I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where it's like a Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele, where you're counting on guys to take that leap. I think Logan Ohapi is, is already there. I think he's ready for the majors in my, there's something about that guy. Right. And, and I know that you said Buster Posey vibes as I've watched him the last couple of days, I'm like, Hmm, I I see it. I really (laughs) see it. And I'm excited about it. He may not have the power numbers that Buster had initially, but there's something about this guy. He carries himself in a very mature way. And I hope that he is the starter and I hope he's the guy that's in there 
uh, more often than not. Hey, Andres Jimenez Jr. sent us a message on Twitter. He said, uh, we have seen what a healthy Angels lineup can do so far this spring, even though it's a small sample size. My question is, can Andrew Velasquez be an everyday shortstop if the offense stays relatively healthy this season? Granted, the guy can barely hit above his weight, but he is the most pure shortstop the Angels have on the team. No knock on Fletch, Renjifo, Drury, Urshela, but shortstop is the biggest hole in the Angels lineup. Who knows? Maybe Velasquez could figure out a way to hit at least 225 for the season. Mike, Mm. your thoughts on Velasquez? I think we tried him last year and we found out that he can play incredible defense, Mm -hmm. but his offense is really, really a struggle. And we signed all of these other guys to make sure that we're not relying on somebody that can't perform for us. And so I think he's a defensive replacement. And I think that I would rather see a Urshela at short who has been taking some reps and Drury at short who's been taking some reps. But I think the starter's got to be Louis Renjifo. I think Renjifo, it's his job to lose. Mm. And I think he's already shown that he could actually handle it. I know that the defensive side is a really important piece and throwing to first and getting into the hole and those types of things. I just think that at this point, you don't want to have that bat in the lineup until you actually can prove that this team is going to be consistent throughout the year. We thought we could hide the bat last year. And for the first 44 games, we were able to do that. But when the wheels fell off, guess what? Everything fell apart. And then it felt like Velasquez was up there in key situations and he never came through. Yeah, and and that's we can't have that. We got to have guys who can put the ball in play uh do that. And and that's also kind of a disappointing disappointment to me this spring is he seems to be doing more of the same. He seems to be swinging for the fences. Um I know that he has been a switch hitter in the past, but it seems like he's sticking to the right side in spring. He's done that a yeah. couple of times. He hasn't yeah. been switch hitting. However, I'm still seeing more of the same. Hopefully hopefully they can fix that as uh, spring training continues. Locked on Angels is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. We're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And when you download the app, just know that it's safe and secure and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes made. Actually, I did it left-handed. Let me do it right-handed. Threes made. And when you actually do that, they actually give you some good direction on what you can bet on. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more, and you can make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continuing our Fan Mail Friday, and we're looking ahead to the season. We've got some great questions here. Hey, our friend Davey Neubauer sent in this question on Twitter. More important to the season, A, Rendon and Walsh having a bounce-back season, or B, the bullpen performs well. I have some thoughts, and I've been thinking about this question all day, yeah, honestly. it's a great question. And really so great question. I'll, I'll go first. I'll let you go after that. But, yeah. but to me, the bullpen performing well is more important to the season. Because if Rendon and Walsh are operating at 100%, that means our offense is going to be at 100%. Yeah. If Rendon and Walsh are operating at a lower level than that, our offense will still be pretty good. It might mean that we win games. If Rendon and Walsh are healthy, we might win games 
eight to five, right? If they're not healthy, we might win games six to five. But I, I put five runs on there because I'm worried about the bullpen. I think that yeah. they made some great additions. I'm excited for who they have, and I am excited for who they have waiting in the wings and the minors. But the bullpen, to me, is more important to the season because even if the offense falls off from its peak, where it can be at 100% capacity, it's still a pretty good offense. So even if Rendon and Walsh don't have quite the bounce-back seasons we'd like them to have, I still think the offense will be pretty good because of the depth that they've added. So to me, the bullpen performing well is the most crucial part of the season. What do you think? I 100% agree, and I think about the 2021 Mariners. The reason why they Mm. won 90 games, their bullpen, right? They were a team that... They had a losing run differential that season. Yeah. Yes. Because... They were a team that didn't have great offense, and their bullpen helped save the day. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think it's a bullpen. I I would love to be able to be confident in this team and to know that when it's a a one-run game, that we are actually going to be able to hold that, and it's Mm -hmm. not going to be just one person that does it, but it's going to be spread across this entire team. So I'm going to go with bullpen over Rendon and Walsh, and I think your points about the offense are actually really smart, because if, if, if they're about... 75%, I think that we still can rely on Hunter Renfro and a Brandon Drury, Mm -hmm. let alone we've got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani Mm -hmm. in there. Okay, Johnny, here's one from Twitter. At Anaheim Native XO says, do you see Paris in a trade package coming if he performs really well? He had a great showing the other day and uh, hit hit a double and a triple, I believe. And so he just really showed off the wheels in that game. Lindsey Crosby had some really interesting things to say about him. Really, it's a matter of who are we going to get? Are we going to get the high A guy or are we going to get the double A guy? And yeah. so for before Paris becomes somebody who is trade worthy, I think that he needs a season to kind of prove who he is so that he adds some value to his uh his resume, essentially. But what do you think about Kyron Paris? I really like Kyron Paris. I think he kind of fits that mold that the Angels have in the minor leagues where they have these really great athletes that just haven't really put it together yet. And so if he's going to be somebody that performs for us, I think that he's actually going to be probably better as a trade piece rather than somebody we bring up, unless the Angels have really worked with him this season and have a plan for him. But quite honestly, I think he's still in that developmental phase and is going to be a part of a trade package if we need a pitcher or if we need another hitter or another bullpen piece. And I think he would be a benefit to some of the teams that we probably would trade with, yeah. like maybe the Twins or maybe the Marlins, one of those teams. Hey, James at jkno 89 on Twitter said, Renhifo to the Dodgers, what are the chances? Is it worth it? This, of course, comes out of the news that Gavin Lux, who's going to play shortstop oh, for the Dodgers, terrible. Tore his ACL, man, and he's going to be out for the season. So that's Did you just see me. his interview? I mean, the guy no, was just a, an emotional mess, oh, and, and it was so sad. He's like, this is what I've been hoping for since I was a kid. Yeah. Play shortstop for the Dodgers. And you got you to gotta love him. You got to pull for him. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I was so bummed to see him tear his ACL. I mean, he, this was his year to try to really prove himself. Exactly. So that's a huge shame, and, uh, yeah, it's just un- so unfortunate for Gavin Lux. Uh, the, the Dodgers are going to be looking for a shortstop. My initial reaction to Renjifo to the Dodgers is they wanted him before, but mm. and probably his trade value has never been higher, but I think the Dodgers are going to want a real shortstop. We have yeah. a lot of guys who can play shortstop, but have not traditionally been a shortstop, like Andre Semenis Jr. said in his question earlier about 
Squid being a shortstop. Squid is the actual only shortstop on this team, right? Right, right. And so we have lots of guys who can play the infield and play shortstop, but they aren't actually shortstops. But what do you think, Mike? I would rather see Renjifo play for us just because I want to see what he can do this year. But you're right. The Dodgers did want him a couple of years ago. And so, man, what could we get for him, I guess, would be the, the, the bigger question. Could we get a starter for him? Probably not. Maybe a bullpen piece. I'm not sure. It would probably be a minor league guy. And how is that going to benefit our team this season? And so I think unless we really get blown away, it, it really kind of ends up being one of those situations where I think we need to pass because, again, I would love to see Renjifo be our starting shortstop this season. Johnny Brandon Harris 17 on Instagram said, Hey, is it possible that Otani, Anderson, Sandy, and Detmers all have 10 wins this season? John, what do you think? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, like yes. with this offense, there's no reason these guys shouldn't be walking away with the wins. And again, it goes back to that bullpen question. Can they hold the lead? Like yeah. how many how many starts did Sandy leave? Uh, what was it off the top of your head? Oh, Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was at least eight. At, at least, least eight, eight where he left with a lead. Yeah. yeah so it, it should have been a much different outcome for Sandoval last season. And yep. hopefully this bullpen can pull through and do that again. I mean, uh, I think at least 10, at least 10 wins for those guys is is reasonable and within reach. And yeah. we're going to have Detmers be on the team all season long, Sandy on the team all season long. And of course, Otani and Anderson can can definitely get there. Hey, last question, Mike. BTC525 said, realistically, can the Angels finish at number one in the AL West? Ooh, that's a big question because I think the Astros are just a really, really good team. I saw a tweet yesterday that had uh, the starting lineup and the starting five of the Astros for guys that have been on the team in the last five years. Mm-hmm. That team looks like a WBC team. I mean, it was super strong, super competitive. Obviously, they're they're going to be back into it again. And so I honestly don't know, Johnny. I would, I would, I would say that maybe we're going to be close at certain points, but the Astros just have the horses to be able to get across the finish line. You have some stats, though, about where the Angels land this season or some of the projected stats. Share those. Well, I've got projected stats on the Astros, actually, and it's it's interesting to see their lineup because it's not anybody we're not familiar with. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Jordan. Uh, they've added Jose Abreu. Kyle Tucker is always a strong, a, a strong bat, a great defender. Jeremy Pena, who had a huge breakout last season, uh, Chase McCormick, of course, and Martin Maldonado, who's a great defender behind the plate, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, and Hunter Brown, who is a rookie, are going to make up that rotation. It's going to be competitive, but I think people are sleeping on the Angels, and I also think that we have seen these starters enough times as an Angels team to maybe get to them this season to okay. take advantage of some of the things that they know about them this season. I even saw uh, Luis Garcia, or is it Urquidy? Who's got the, the Rockabye baby? <laughs> uh, that's uh, Garcia, yeah. Luis Garcia had to get rid of the Rockabye baby approach because of the pitch clock, and it was funny to watch a side-by-side graphic with that. Uh, but I just, we're all too familiar with this team. They're not too familiar with us, and I think our starters have taken a step forward. I think our our new lineup is going to really make an impact. So I think that we can be competitive. I don't think they're going to run away with it the way that they have in the past. 
as far as Angels versus Astros go. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every single day as they bring some of the best strategies for your fantasy team. Uh, Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube, they're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks for being here with us today. If you want to catch the show on Twitter, you can do so at Locked On Angels and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, I'm uh, going out of town this weekend, so you're going to take care of Monday's episode. What do we have on deck? We're going to recap all of the spring training games, like the game that Tyler Anderson starts. He's actually starting against the Dodgers. That's kind of cool. And we'll talk about what he looked like and what other guys looked like. And I'm going to share some surprises, some players that I've looked at that I've been really surprised at so far this spring training. That's coming up on Monday on Locked on Angels. I'm going to an AEW wrestling pay-per-view, so hopefully I'll have my voice when I return <laughs> from school. Well, then you life. and I will be fighting because we're, l- listen to me, I'm still like, I sound like I'm going through puberty still. So that'll be a fun show. <laughs> Thanks for making this a really fun, special fan mail Friday. We'll do it again yeah. next week. We hope you have a great weekend. In the meantime, my name is John and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother, John and his dog, Lemon, in the background. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Lemon is, uh, Lemon has a thoughts and opinions about the angels. And so Lemon, uh, we'll, tweet at us, Instagram we'll, us. You can't yell and scream. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get him on the show here pretty soon. <laughs> (laughs) All right, friends, take care. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.